Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Chimp and the Champ podcast with your hosts, Scott Fairbaugh and Josh Leitner. Josh, how you doing? Good, buddy. How are you? We're back. Uh, really looking forward to this podcast. Um, we are honored to sit down today with Mr. Luke Camp. Um, we are going to, he's an adaptive athlete here at the Gorilla House. We have a lot to talk about, um, really get into your story, how we're in the position we're in today, um, and how you've kind of climbed out of some ashes to get mm-hmm. uh, back to where you're at. So yes, before sir. we get with you, um, we are going to start with a couple just updates. First update, the um, Friday night. Oh, yeah, Friday night at the bar this week. We had a theme night for a change. That was kind of something different, something kind of fun. So we did like a horror theme night where we had like horror movie tunes. And uh, we had some some random masks floating around. It was pretty brutal. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, it was a good time. It is. Shout out. We had one of our uh, guests came back and decided yeah. to Kyle throw came down back and Kyle actually came back and did some some hard work. Yeah. Oh, there you go. And he was pretty impressive. He did well. Oh, so, I'm not surprised. We want to thank everybody who's coming in for those Friday nights. You've been nothing but a blessing coming in, really helping us out. The money we're making back there is going into the equipment for here. We currently are looking for a new mixer, new mics, and some headphones just to enhance the experience of listening to our podcast. Uh, we are right now at 1.5 thousand listens, um, so we're doing very well. Um, again, that's contribute to everybody here, really helping pass the word about the, the podcast uh, and moving on. So we appreciate everybody there. Yeah, we've, we're having an awful lot of fun in that, especially like the Friday night thing really kind of took its own... Uh, course, you know, we sort of started that out as just something to kind of have fun with you and right. I and get some attention to the podcast, and now it's sort of turned into like its own, it's, its own little thing. If anybody's out there curious what it is, so it is a um, it is a friendly team based competition. You come in, we pair you up with somebody, or you can bring somebody you want. Bring your ringer. Bring your ringer. Bring your ringer. And we do um, functional fitness type workout, usually some kind of higher intensity, and it's scalable for everybody. So if you come in, you're worrying about it. We have everybody from beginners to advanced athletes come back there. We have a lot of fun. Um, if you are a platinum member here, it's included. If not, it's $8 drop-in fee. So come in and check us out every Friday at 7. So it's a good time. Uh, and then secondly, the last thing, um, for anybody out there listening that isn't a mar- member of the Gorilla House Gym, and if you're living under a rock, this is called the Gorilla House Gym. This is where we do our studio from. This is where we all train at. Uh, the Gorilla House Gym is located at 3200 Fairway Drive. It is a 55,000 square foot space. We have anything and everything. We have MMA, we have stuff for bodybuilding, powerlifting, functional fitness, we have a spin room. We have youth wrestling. We've got uh, barbell club, we've got, oh my gosh, so much stuff. We have stuff. an outdoor track. Oh yeah, we've we outdoor track. Yeah, we have a little bit of everything. It's a one-stop shop, so come in, check us out, and uh, I think you won't be disappointed. So, yeah. anything oh. else to add? Nope. Hey, Speaking if, of the if you guys can accommodate a dude in a wheelchair with equipment, yeah. Yeah. Then it's, it's then, only handicap accessible. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So that's a plus. Good. That's very good. So with that being said, Luke, we appreciate you coming in today. No problem. Real quick, I'm not even going to, I don't want to do any injustice. I'm going to let you introduce yourself to everybody. So without further ado, Luke, take it away. I'm Luke Gamp and um, I work as a machinist and about... 12 years ago, I mean, obviously I'm in a wheelchair, uh, 12 years ago I had a spinal AVM, um, basically I had a vein in my spinal canal swell, break, and bleed on my spinal cord, paralyzed me from my chest down, um, that was the first one, um, and, you know, that was, I had to learn how to live again, and, 
you know, there's a lot of people that give up on life. And, you know, how can you give up on life? Because you're forfeiting, you're quitting. So, I mean, there's been, there's been good, bad, and ugly. And, you know, we can get into that. So, you know, there's, there's times where sometimes your, your own mind is either your best friend or your worst enemy. So, but you have to pick, you have to choose. Back to your AVM. So yes. what caused the actual, um, the, the, par- the being paralyzed? Was it the surgery going in no. or the actual? The- no. Um, if you notice, I'm super vascular. Right. And I just had a, a large vein, just a bad one, almost like a spinal cord stroke. Oh, uh, and that is what kind of Boom. everything down. Done. Done. I was, wow. I was at work, and I was in so much pain, I actually laid on the concrete floor in my office, and I couldn't get up. And I drug my phone off my desk, and I called my dad in his office, and I was like, I cannot get off the floor. He's like, why are you calling me? He's like, I can't get up. And that was it. How old were you then? I had just turned 24. Wow. And I'm 35 wow. now. Jeez. So. I'll never forget uh, when I first, one of the first times I was talking to you, and you said, imagine being in one of the tightest cars you can fit in, sitting in there for a long ride. Yep. You said, now make that 11 years. Imagine how tight that, and I can only imagine um, what you go through and what you've been through, but man, where, where you're at now is pretty remarkable, and you're very inspirational to everybody here. We all look up to you, and uh, we appreciate you being here. So, But here's the thing. In my eyes, I'm not an inspiration. I'm not any of that. I'm, in a guy, I'm just a guy in a bad situation doing the best he can because I made a choice where, you know, you can either keep going or you can give up or you can give in. What do you do? Yeah. There was an Army veteran, I think you said last podcast, Josh. Um, he had a quote. I'm, I'm going to mess it up, so I'll let you do it. He said he had no legs. He lost his legs in Iraq. And he said, how can you be... So the the person had mentioned that they're like, we don't, I don't understand how without legs you can be so, it was, so it was, positive. It was on my Facebook wall. It was on your that's, Facebook wall that's before that, from. too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that, and that's, the, the quote was, go ahead and say the quote. Do you remember what it was exactly? Yeah. It was, how can everybody be... So, or how can, how can you be so happy without your legs? And he replied, how can you be so miserable with yours? Yeah, and that, that little thing, a quote like that to me, just kind of put things in perspective. Appreciate what you have. Everybody needs to appreciate what you have. You, everybody's facing something. Life changes. Life changes like that. And the, only, the only thing that stays the same is everything changes. So you better enjoy the moment. Yeah. You know, as a young guy, I was 19, 20. Leaning in my dad's office, I was standing up, leaning, leaning in his office. He said something to me. He's like, "Make sure you enjoy the moment." That I, I walked out and I thought, "Goofy old man, whatever." <laughs> Those words hit me like a ton of bricks. Years later, it stuck in my mind. And yeah. at that time, I didn't enjoy the moment. I took everything for granted. I was young. I was dumb. I was six one, but I thought it was ten foot tall. But you know, just. You never think that, you know, things can happen to you. Then they do. Yeah. So now, Were you a gym goer back then, too? Yes. you always been to the gym. Yep. Do you contribute to the gym a lot to putting you back, kind of ground a little bit, help you with some of the mental health worries that you here in a minute? Both. Um, one, I enjoy it because this is a place that I can come, and for two hours, I'm normal. I do everything that everybody else does. Yes, you do. And, you know, 
Sure, can't squat, can't deadlift, but you know what? I'll hold my own. Yes, you know, so lift me all day long. <laughs> you know, that's just. It, I love it. It's yeah. it's for me. It's a mental thing. Like it's, it's good for my body, but for me, it keeps me grounded, keeps me sane. So, yeah, and I lift with a partner, and to me, that's key. Yes. So him and I, we keep ourselves accountable through each other. So. I mean, we actually ran into each other at Planet, and he's my cousin, and he was going through a bad time. He did two tours of duty, and, you know, we kept each other accountable, and that's exactly what both of us needed. Yeah. In all honesty, we might have both kept ourselves both alive with each other. That's that iron sharpens iron, man. That's what you it's need. Bingo. Bingo. Wow. So, I mean, if I couldn't show up for myself, I had to show up for him. You know what I mean? So... Some people need that, and I needed that. So anybody doesn't know Luke, uh, or not a party, if you're not watching the YouTube channel, Luke, you're absolutely jacked. You, you're yeah. probably one of the most jacked men I've seen. Um, so whatever you're doing, keep it up, because you look amazing. So um, I wanted to touch a little bit on, kind of, and I hope I don't phrase this wrong, where you went after your injury. So after this happened, mentally, where what happened? Like, where did you where did you end up, and how did you get out of that? It first, I mean, you're in denial, and after denial, then reality sets in, and this is what you're facing. Then depression sets in, and it was almost a year to the day. You know, I was seeing somebody, and I was very happy with this person. She up and cheated and left and you know at that point you know that was rock bottom for me and like I said I mean I had to fix my own attitude and like I said I had a hinge point and my hinge point was a man that worked for us for 30 years never drank never smoked nothing came down with throat cancer and like I said, he's five foot six, probably, he was probably 280 pounds, big man, mm-hmm. large man. And I've seen him every day for 30 years. And he was taking chemo and radiation. He walked into our machine shop. Was half the man. Under. He was 135 pounds. That is insane. Yep. And I didn't even really recognize him. So I actually excused myself. And I went to the bathroom and I looked in the mirror and I said, you know, this man's fighting for his life. You feel sorry for yourself. He's fighting. Right. And I actually had an ugly cry right then and there. Which is absolutely... Grown, grown man. Grown man. And it's like, right then and there, I knew I had to fix my attitude. Because there's always somebody in there, or in a worse spot, I guess you can exactly. say. Exactly. Always. Always. Somebody's fighting something. Yep. And, you know, you don't know what other people are fighting. You know, so, I mean... Sometimes a little bit of kindness can go a long way. A long way. Amen. You know, everybody's always worried about coming to a gym, if they're going to get judged or whatever. Actual gym members don't do that. Period. We're all here for the common good. Yeah. You know, and, you know, there's a lot of people that are intimidated about going. It's like, you know what? I'd start over twice. You just had this happen. Two months ago, right? I just had a, my you had a second EVM. I had I had a, I had a herniated disc in my neck, and um, my spinal cord should have been roughly five eighths in diameter. It should be roughly about the diameter of my thumb. Mm-hmm. 
It was down to the diameter of a drinking straw. It was down to down to three sixteenths, and I had to start over again. And that was just a couple months ago. And as you know, my left side just isn't there. And but you know what? I'm gonna work on it because even if I don't get all my strength back, I'll never know unless I try. Here's what I absolutely love about you. You came in after your surgery. You didn't see it for a little bit. You came back in and you were like, "Hey, my tricep's weak." You didn't. You told us about it. And you went right to work on that tricep. You didn't sit there and ponder on it. You didn't really bitch about it. You, you got to work. Here's the deal. And that was pretty impressive. Here's the deal. I mean, I went to Pittsburgh, and I met with my surgeon, and I said, can I train? He goes, you're going to do whatever you want anyways. Correct. And I'm like, well, I was actually looking for your advice, not your sarcasm. Right. And um, he cleared me on April 21st in order to train. I was in this weight room. In a neck brace, April 21st. Yes, April 21st. Hey, it was good to see you. Yep. And, you know, it's a mindset. It is. It's a mindset. And people don't understand, like, how good that feeling is. And, you know, there's people that don't lift and they think you're crazy. Yeah. Well, they've never tried it. Yeah. It's, um,. You, know, you hear a lot of th- we we talked a few times on some episodes about unhealthy gym relationships, but in your case, I think it's just the opposite. For you, this is your mental health. This is this is what's keeping you very grounded. Is making you feel. I've tried. Normal. I've tried many antidepressants. This is the best one. Absolutely. That's because that dopamine release. That, that's a real yep. thing. When you get a dopamine dopamine release yep. and then those endorphins kick yep. in, I mean, that's a real yep. good feeling. Yep. So. I mean, I used to take stuff all the time, and I don't take anything at all now. I just come here. Yep. Yeah, if I don't come here, I'm like, ah, man, this is boring. What am I doing today? Yeah, I really you don't come go. here. You text me and start bitching to me, and I gotta hear all your <laughs> shit. Like, man, we so. really should be at the gym today. <laughs> we should be kicking ass. So, um, I wanted to ask you this. I know when I first met you, you know, from the background, I'd see you. Not necessarily struggle, but let's say doing pull-ups, I'd see it kind of setting up for it. And I always yep. want to go over and be like, I should, I should offer help. Because people feel, you know, somebody's in that position, I, I should try to be kind and help out. Your feelings on, well, some people come to you and say, hey, well, Scott, help you. Well, Scott, What's your let, let me tell you, I appreciate it because I'll be honest with you, there's only a handful to do. Now, do you think that's because they don't want to or do you think it's just... And I can tell you, I, I think a lot of people would be like, dude, if I offer help, and they're like an asshole because one or two things are going to happen. He's going to take it, which I'd be great, or he's going to say, I don't want your help. Because I think people face that either way. Because some people like to still have that independence, um, and they kind of turn down the but help. I, I think a lot of that is how that situation's approached. That and it's personality-based. Right. Yeah. You know, if someone's genuinely trying to help you out, I mean, my goodness. Yeah. I mean, take the help. absolutely. Yeah. Because... I know how it is to be in my situation where it's like I can't go and cut my neighbor's grass when they're not home. So anytime that I get the opportunity to help somebody, I thoroughly enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I don't know. That's pretty awesome. It just. Now that one day you came down back with us and you said, let me tell you the story. You guys got to hear the story. Were you back to the day you climbed the rope? Yeah. Yeah. So when you came back to climb this rope, my first thought was, Chris, if he falls, like what happens here? And you were hellbent. You're like, I'm climbing this rope. You know what my first thought was? This goofy idiot's gonna climb that freaking rope. Eh, he'll be fine. Yeah. What's what's he? What he? It's he's not gonna fall. He he's not. You're not gonna fall. So my question was this: Since you don't have, you don't have a structural thing in your spine, so your spine technically is strong. Yeah. It's the 
the veins and stuff like that in it that you have to worry about. So falling really isn't a big concern, or is it? I mean... I mean, falling for anybody. Yeah, yeah. Concern, you I, know mean, I mean, yeah, but obvious, obviously, but I mean, I knew I was all right, you know? Right. So, but that's whenever I started to notice I was losing strength in my left hand. On that day? On that day, yep. Because remember, yeah. um, Josh was like, man, you'd go right up that thing if you wouldn't keep slipping with your left. That, yeah, that's, that's what was really up. Did. That's, that's what happened. That's what was up. Ain't that something? Yep. So if anybody watches you work out, so you have a belt that mm-hmm. you strap yourself in with, mm-hmm. you do dips in the chair, mm-hmm. um, you do pull-ups in the chair. I'll share videos. Yeah, it is pretty <laughs> amazing what you do with that because, I mean, I can't do pull-ups. You know, pull-ups in a chair would be really <laughs> tough. I have trouble putting, you know, 25-pound plate on doing pull-ups. You're doing it in that chair probably weighs, what, 40 pounds, 50 pounds? Uh, probably. I, I would say 25 anyways. It's still... Pretty good. So and you basically do weighted pull-ups and dips every time you do them. Yeah, yeah. But but if you ever need to be able to do that in a functionality standpoint, you need to be able to know what you can do. Yeah. With Josh, I've lost my strength where I had to call my neighbors and I had to help them get me off the floor. You know, so is that another reason why I train? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I trained for my own health and my own benefits so I can move and function. Yep. You know, and we have people on six hundred pound life that. Dude, you can help it. You absolutely can help it. So, yes. I understand there are some medical conditions, but... They get the help and, and seek that medical yes. attention you need yes. and then get your life back on Yes, track. exactly. Sometimes it's a medical condition. I think a lot of times it's a mental health condition. Absolutely. There's more, more of it than anything. I absolutely. think a lot of the disease, I think a lot of the issues that people have, that their back hurts or their arm hurts, they get chronic headaches. I think 90% of that stuff is mental health, honestly. I think a lot of it is just psychosomatic in their head you know there's there's a few diseases out there um that they say are a lot psychosomatic if i'm not mistaken i think some said fibromyalgia if they're getting they're linking that to a psychosomatic pain there's a percentage of fibromyalgia that they're saying is just not all by yourself like your your brain tells you that hurts right stop because they can't figure out what else is causing the pain so so outside of the gym luke what do you do Other than work, I know you work, right? But work, I I love my bike. I mean, you pass that on the way in. That's pretty and, you know, there's a lot of people that are like, this dude's crazy because not only do I have my chair on the back of my Harley, lots of times my puppy goes with me and she sits on the front. I wouldn't ask you about the dog. Yeah. So, yeah, I, you know. You're not crazy. You have found your way in life. Yeah. People that label people as crazy are people that still hey. haven't figured out their life. And they're still afraid to make the decisions. Yeah, still afraid to step every out time of the zone. Every time that I pull up to a stoplight, people are like, taking pictures, and it's like, I don't care. I don't care. What year is that at, at Trike? It's 2015. That's pretty badass. Yeah. Now, did you buy like that, or did you have the kit put in? Now, I, put, I had Harley put a shift kit on it. Okay. So, all, all it is is... Electronic shift. It's on. It's on my. Button. Yep. Just button. Awesome. Boom. 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 So, you know, I never thought that I would ride again, because it's like you know, how am I gonna shift gears and pull the clutch and stuff? Am I gonna be stuck with a can am that has paddle shift or, yeah. you know, I actually want a bike and, you know, you have. and you do it. You figure it out. If you want something bad enough, you'll figure it out. So I have an uncle who, um, so back in. Late 70s, early 80s, he was on a motorcycle leaving. He used to work at the tire and plant. Leaving the plant, car ran a stop sign, ran him over. Severed his right shoulder. So he has a dead arm. His whole right side of his body is just, it's crippled. So he's now almost 80. Hands kind of deformed. They should have taken his whole arm. 
long story short, after that happened, he was 40 when it happened. He cut grass. He did everything everybody else did. He used to take a rope on so he had a big bank. He took a rope and tied it around the lawnmower. He'd push it with a good hand, and he'd pull it back with a good hand. And that's how he'd cut the bank, just push it down, pull it back with one hand. On his car itself, he designed himself this bracket because he couldn't use the right arm to use like any I mean, like any blinkers or anything. Mm-hmm. So he has this like arm that he designed that everything was done left-handed. Um, on the steering wheel itself, he has one of those turn things. It was, it's just amazing what people do to adapt to life to make sure. You well, keep, you there's know. there's another one that comes in here. I mean, obviously, I won't say who it is, but he has one arm. He has one arm, yeah. And you know what? I was friends with him for quite a few years, and you know what? He didn't quit. No. I'm just thought, we're going to have him on, too. I talked to him briefly here. He's he's a good guy. He is a good guy. He's a good guy. Yeah. I knew yeah. he was a Marine. Um, yep. I don't think he cared. I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to break his name up. He was a Marine. I actually thought he lost his arm in a combat thing. And no. no it, it was a car, bike. A car accident. Yeah. It was a bike. bike accident. Yep. So. Yep, bike accident. We'll definitely yep. have him on, too. Yep. And yeah. he's another one. He had to, this man had to learn how to write his name left-handed. Yeah. That, that'd be tough. Yep. So. I can barely write right-handed. I'm in trouble. I don't even know if I consider that writing. It's chicken scratch. So when you're home, um, I know I want to get your dog. Um, the reason I want to get your dog is how much has your dogs saved you? I know you've got a couple. Right well, you know, a picture's worth a thousand words, and I can show you pictures where, you know, you can see you can see the love, and actually, that's exactly what I needed. So. Anybody that knows me, I mean, I have a good heart. I have a big heart, and it would actually be a shame and a waste not to care. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I love her dearly. She's something else, but she's bad. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. but she uh, she kind of had a fit because I was coming here, and she wanted to come, but I should have brought her. Yeah, she's sitting here and hung out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Now, what dog is it? The terrier. She is a Beagle and Pomeranian mix. Oh, okay. So she looks exactly like a miniature black lab. So she looks exactly like a black lab puppy. Wow. She's adorable. She, she is. is. She's yeah. cute. I, I didn't know why I was thinking that was a terrier for some reason. Huh. But no. Pretty awesome. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, that was another one of my saving graces. I mean, obviously, you have the weight room. and But here's the thing. There for a while, I was going home to an empty house. And that can mentally break you. Yes. And I encourage people, if, if you have time for a dog like that, get one. Because there is no better love. There isn't. I know with veterans and PTSD, that has been a lifesaver for a lot of people, are um, these PTSD dogs, just for the same thing. They're, they're get, they have something affectionate, somebody really kind of, that they can put their attention into that has no judgment. And people. Well, you know, they, they've done some studies on that, and... Look at the MRI scans of people's brains, and it's impressive what what your brain actually does when you have a dog in front of you and you love it. Yeah. So. It's calming. Yeah. Yep. So, after um, after the first AVM, did you, prior to that, did you have any kind of mental health issues, any depressions, any anxieties? Not really. No. No. So what I was, did you do? What What were your activities like before? I worked. Lifted, hunted, fished, you know. You still do all that. Yeah, Good. absolutely. Good. Yep, absolutely. Um, yeah, I. The only thing that I really miss is golfing. I was a decent golfer. That and I mean, I I've bowled in a wheelchair, and 
you know, it, obviously I was much better on my feet, but you know, those are a couple of things that I missed, but you know, I was looking online and they actually make a, they make a golf cart chair for, really? yes. Oh boy. So I've been doing some homework on it Sounds and like the golf might be coming back. Huh? Well, there's a place in DC that has one. And I think that I might run down and try one. The only thing is these are very expensive. So I want to try one before I buy it. So it's like they are legitimately the cost of my bike. Oh, so yeah, expensive. yeah, they're expensive. And, but you know, you only go around once. That's right. So if I can go and play golf with my brother, my dad, you can't put a value on that. How was your brother? Older or younger? He's younger than me. He will be 20 in next month. So with with the ABM, is this something that is genetics or is this like a once in a... I'm one in six million. One in six million. I told somebody you're one in a million. It's one in six One in six million. Yes. So it's not genetic or anything. It's just one unfortunately it's a mishap. Huh? Yep. Wow. Yep. So on the days that you come in, and I know everybody goes through good and bad days, on your bad days, what do you, what do you do other than coming in here? How do you like, how do you beat that, that sensation or that feeling of being? Turn my music up louder. Yeah. So you big Drown music out. Yep. Not only that, I mean, lots of times, you know, I, once I'm here and I get going, I'm fine. Do I have bad gym days? Of course I do. Everybody does. You kidding me? Yeah, I mean, and that's part of it. Yeah, that's, that's part of it. But consistency is key. Yeah. So you're going to have good ones, you're going to have bad ones, but remain consistent. So. But even outside of here, let's, you know, do you have any problems with, like, let's say you can't sleep at night, you start getting your head a little bit. What yeah. do you do then? Oh, my goodness. Uh, insomnia is one of my biggest things. And anything from medication to self-medication to whatever, like, that is my biggest fight. Like... I'm telling you, if I get three hours worth of sleep, that's good for me. Like every day? Every day. Is that right? Yes. Is it because you can't get comfortable? No, it just, for whatever reason, it's almost like my brain goes into anxiety mode mm-hmm. because it feels like I'm walking into a fight. Yep. Almost like, how do I even put it? Be like walking into divorce court. Yeah. You know, because you know it's going to be a battle and you know it's going to freaking suck. So, but no, that's pretty much. It's almost like whenever everything else around you gets shut off, it's like all of a sudden now I start to focus and I start focusing on all of the wrong things. Dude, my brain goes a million miles an hour and I can't shut it off. Well, since we're on the subject, so I'm diagnosed, I'm called, so I don't have PTSD, I have PCSD, so I have post-combat stress disorder. So basically what happened was in 20 years of military, since I was 18, my brain was turned on to be alert, to be active, working in a prison system. I'm always on high alert. My problem is my brain can't turn it off. So a lot of people, after they get out of that environment, after four or five years, they kind of return and regress back to a civilian-type mindset. The problem with me at 18, I did this for so long, my entire adult life into my 40s, I can't turn mine off. So my problem is I'm always on alert. My brain's going 1,000 miles an hour constantly. I try to I take in a room. I, when I walk in, I assess room. I assess enemies. I assess, I assess uh, escape routes, exits. This constant loop in my head. When I go to bed at night is why I can't sleep is because it just, it's always like just, it's trying to decipher everything that happened in a day. It's, it's hard, isn't it? it it's yes, it is. Because people that never had that, people are like, just go to sleep. You don't understand. That's so easy to say. And, and consciously, I want to. 
but my brain does what the fuck it wants. Hey, and it's crazy. My 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 house was built in the seventies, so it has a swirl pattern on the ceiling. Yeah, so there, there was four hundred and sixty-two of them in there. Because <laughs> you counted one night. That's how bored you were. That's insane. Um, but no, all kidding aside, I mean that is that is a struggle for me. Yeah, that's one of the things that I definitely struggle with. I don't know if it's because I don't burn enough off through the day, being that I mean that's another reason why I lift. But lots of times, whenever I lift, I get a second wind. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, I get cranked up to yeah. like ten again, and now all of a sudden it's yeah. three, four hours before I'm ready to wind anything down. Now. Exactly, exactly. How are you with uh, diet and everything? Do you watch your diet really, really well? Yes, and honestly, most of that is because I like to cook. Oh, do you? Yeah. I didn't know that. About, so yeah. you're a cook. I like to cook, and um, yeah, I'm, I meal prep just like everybody. Well, not everybody, but most, mo- most bodybuilders, you yeah. know. And you know, I it's one of the things I enjoy. I didn't know that. So yep. You like to cook. Yep, I like to cook. That's pretty awesome. So, only one place in town can beat my steaks. Who? Texas Roadhouse. No, yeah, they got pretty good steaks. So, I'll give them that, but... So, when do you meal prep? Sundays? Typically. Yeah, and you do it for the whole week? Uh, it usually gets me through to Wednesday. What's your advice? Chocolate? Are you a chocolate guy, or are you like a potato chip guy? Mm. Maybe you don't have a vice. I, I see. I could yeah. probably take one or leave it or what. Iced tea. Ice tea. Ice tea. Yeah. Ice tea. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. seems to get everybody. Yeah. Tea, tea gets a lot of people. Uh, but I'll tell you what, man. The gold leaf, the zero sugar, that's yeah. where it's at. Have that, you ever thought about competing in a bodybuilding show? Um, I have. I have thought about they have, it. They have the adaptive mm-hmm. division, correct? Mm hmm. Why don't you? I uh, mean, I'm not forcing, I'm just saying why, like. Well. You know, I shot archery a lot as a kid, and whenever I was 17, I went down to Harrisburg. I think I was second in my division, and I was really good at it. And I started making archery parts at work because it, it was a niche that I knew. I could make really, really good money at it, really good yeah. money. And, but, Scott, I ended up making my hobby my job. Then it stopped being fun. It stopped being fun. I, my bow oh, has been well. it, it has been in... It's been in my house, and I have not fired an arrow from it for at least five years. Is that right? Yes. I have no interest. I have no interest because that's that was my sole focus, and that's something that we need to probably get into is mental burnout mm-hmm. because there's times where I mentally burn myself out, and I had to fix that. Yeah. So, Well, let's get into that since, since we're going to get on that subject. Let's just get into it because... Like you and me and Josh, everybody, when you take your passion and you kind of, I don't know how to even say the word, but like we'll take personal training. That was a passion for me. It still is a passion. I love it. But I've also noticed there have been days I'm like, Jesus. I used to love coming in, love having all my clients, which I still love with my clients. But there are days I'm just like, I don't want to do this. I want to stay at home. I don't want to go in. I don't want to deal with people today. So that's when you start looking at that mental fatigue, that mental burnout. And personal training is one of those ones, as I'm finding out, can burn you out quick well real quick it's not only taxing on your body it's taxing on your nervous system too yes so whenever i get in funks like that do you know what i do i take a rest day and sometimes two yeah. in a row and you know i can tell whenever my lifts are starting to it's like okay you, you need to you need to rest you know just give it a break it's good to hear that you can listen to your body like that yes just told josh that the other day like I said about taking days off, and he said, how do you really know? I said, well, when you pick up a 45-pound bar and it feels like it's 100 pounds, 
that's your first sign. Good, just go home because the central nervous system is not ready to lift that day. It, there's something going on. You need a rest. Yep. You know? And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's a, there's a lot of people who are like, I don't want to go to the gym every day. You don't have to go every day. I mean, Find some passion outside of here as well. Exactly, exactly. You know, this should be used to, to cover a gap in your, in your health world, right? So let's say people that have a sedentary lifestyle. The gym's to help beat that. But ultimately, I mean, yeah, we want people in the gym because we make money and there's a business there. But at the same time, we want people to find passion outside of here. You use the gym to be able to do the things outside of it better, if that makes sense. You know, if it wasn't whether you're for, a hiker, or you're a hunter, or a fisher. If it wasn't, if it wasn't for here, you might see me struggling to get on and off my bike. That's right, and that's why you go to the gym to make yourself better at life. You know, average sucks. Average, one hundred percent. Like, sucks. do you want to be average? A lot of people do. I, I feel you know. What was the seat? Wasn't that like C.T. Fletcher or somebody had that, that? There was like a C.T. Fletcher. There was right? like a like a whole like twenty minute album he made where he just yells at you and he's like "fuck average." Like it's yeah. so true though. Nobody wants to be that person. Yeah. Everybody wants to be something different. Everybody wants to be their own thing. But Do it. Yeah. Put in the work. Right. David Goggins another one. Now David Goggins goes a little far. David Goggins and you got to watch someone like David Goggins. I, I respect him. I look up to him. But at the same time. His message for somebody doesn't know, he's gonna you can hurt somebody. If someone tries to live the way he lives and works out the way he works out, they'll burn out within a week. The it's dude like, gets like four hours of sleep and w- runs eighty miles a day. Like who's the jackass that that you were telling me you liked originally, but now everybody hates too? Liver King, that guy. Yeah, I'm like he's such King a coal bag. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh well, like our ancestors, I'm gonna eat raw liver. Okay, most of them are dead. And for good reason. They died because they were eating shit that wasn't right. And they were eating stuff that wasn't cooked and not safe to eat. When I started hearing a lot of these influencers talk, and they, the goggles one of them, that I get three hours of sleep a day. Like, don't put that message out there. Because sleep is very, very important. And you're telling these people, hey, you want to be like me. Don't sleep. Work, you know, work your ass off every day until you can't move. And I think, all right, so Goggins is an outlier. Yeah, you can do it because of what you've been through, but... Dude, you still have to go live. You have yeah. to still live, man. You still have a life out there you got to go after. You got it. So, but, um, we were going somewhere with that and I forgot. Oh, we were talking about, like, how this enhances everything. So, when you started coming to the gym, um, did you start real light, just kind of, were you really worried about the back at that point or did you say, fuck it, I'm just, I'm, I'm going balls in, doing what I always do and just... I read my, I, I read my body. I mean, I read my body. I was like, you know, I've also been doing this for 16 years. Yeah. So, I mean, you just know. And I was like, you know, whenever I first came back, I was like, I don't know if I'm strong enough to hurt my body. So, you know, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm just going to try and do what I can. And you know, we're just going to start building again. And I'm okay with that. How much do you weigh now? What about 180? No, I'd say I'm 160 at best. 160. Maybe. You look, you look good, though. Maybe. Maybe 160. How do you feel? Um, I mean, that's more important than anything. You know, I'm still in the process of recovering, so, I mean, I still have some aches and pains and stuff, but, you know, I uh, I had another gentleman in here that he humbled me. And, like I said, I mean, he's like, you, I know you're starting over, but he goes, you were literally three sixteenths of an inch from becoming quad and having nothing. Wow. He's right. 
because I was having a little bit of a bad gym day. My left tricep wasn't cooperating. And he's like, you're lucky you still even have it. He's right. He's right. He's right. Yeah. yeah yep. we, sometimes we focus too much on aesthetics and we got to realize, can, can, does it work? Does my body move to get me through life? Well, like I said, I mean, before my second surgery, I was losing my hands. You knew that. You know what I mean? Like, my hands were almost numb, and I was in severe pain. Severe pain. And, you know, just, I'm lucky. Yeah. You know, so I need to, I need to take and focus my attention on what I do have. You know, so. Yeah, that, that's such a good message. Like, concentrate what you have. Like, quit concentrating what you don't have or, or the things that hurt and understand what You'll you have. You'll never be happy. Never be happy. Yeah, I think like, what you that's got. a good segue into you know, a little bit more of the mental health things with the gym period, but you're never going to be happy. Like most of us are never going to achieve whatever it is that we're looking for. It's never going to be, you're never going to be this guy that's part, you know what I mean? That Mr. Olympia isn't going to happen. Well, can I use you for an example? Sure. Josh, to this day, will tell me, he'll always make a comment. I know he's, because he likes to joke and have fun, but he'll always refer himself as a fat guy. I'm like, stop. I told him the other day, we're done with that thinking. We're done saying you're the fat guy. We're done saying that that 440-pound man is dead. You killed him years ago. You are now a 300-pound strong guy. You come in here, you look good, you work out, you fit in, you belong. Stop thinking like that. And that's where the mindset changes. You're always going to view it. He'll always view himself as a big guy. I'm always going to view myself as a scrawny guy. Dude, exactly the same. You're like, man, you look good. And to me, I'm like... This is, this is the smallest I've been in years. And everybody has that. Even Kyle has that same issue. That, that's just part of this this game is we get so caught up on how we look, but we got to step back and go, man, look, we'll take you for an example. Josh yeah. is not running every goddamn day. Who would have said a year ago Josh was going to go buy himself a pair of running shoes, got rid of his vans, bought running shoes, and runs every day for a mile? Now, you're doing more now than you ever have. Fuck what the weight says and how you think you are. Look what you're doing compared to what you were doing. And it's day and night. And that's what's important. Here's that's the deal. Life. Here's the deal. Are you happy or not? Exactly. Happiness is key. You know, yeah. a lot of people miss that. And we just said earlier about, you know, we talked about these people that don't go to the gym that don't understand. Hey, listen, if you're happy, if you want to be average, and you're happy with average, hey, I'm a libertarian, man. You do what you want to do. But at the same time... Don't bitch to me. Don't judge me. And don't bitch to me. Don't come to me when you start having issues and be like, I can't can't do this and I can't do that. That's the lifestyle you chose. You know, I always tie this, I always tie the gym and your finances and that sort of thing together. And even like dieting, because it's all accountability. It's all behavior based. Yes. And, you know, it's, you have to pick your heart. Correct. Is making money. And That's a good point. It, I like that. Pick it, your heart. You know, is making money and becoming wealthy hard? Yeah, it is. But so it's being broke. Yes, sir. And, you know, there's people that are like, you know, I'm fat, but, you know, getting skinny would be hard. Well, it's hard being fat, too. Yeah. You, you know, know what? And this is where discipline usually separates your champions from your averages. Everything's hard, but I understand the discipline and how to, how to change your life and take that discipline to make those good, strong decisions. That's where growth comes from. It, it starts it, in your own head. It starts in your head, you know? And this is where the military mindset comes from is where... You're in the military, it's going to be hard. But you know what? You just learn to accept it because you're not going to change it. Once you're in there, you go to boot. Like, I was at Paris Island. I don't give a shit how hard it was. I had no choice at this point because it was either do or die. So that's where I started developing, hey, listen, 
hard is what I do. This this is what I know, and that's all I've ever known, and that's yep. what I'll continue to know. And just like you, like you're gonna your struggles every day. You're gonna you deal with them, and you you move forward. And well, right back to going to the like dreams and stuff. You know, dreams are just goals with work boots on. You know, <laughs> put put your work boots on. If that's your dream, go get it. At least take steps to do it. There's people that are like, you know, I want to go and start my own business. Well, go do it. But here's the thing. You don't necessarily have to quit the job that you're working at to do that. So for me, I don't put the cart before the horse. So if I'm going to pull, if I'm going to jump ship, I want to make sure that I at least pull the boat close to the dock so I don't get wet. You know what I mean? Like, at least be smart. And you see a lot of people, they don't do that. I work with so many people. So, like, I mean, I work for McDonald's and I run several restaurants in State College. I work with the variety, every age group of people you can imagine, from people that have come from money and live in, have you know lived in State College their whole life and had everything handed to them, to people that are busting their ass and trying to work to pay their way, way through Penn State. And every single person has such different, like, mindsets and different... They, they all think so much differently. But at the end of the day, they all... One ever you'll hear the same stuff where people will just be like, oh well, I could go get a job tomorrow doing something else. You're right, you could, and it's gonna suck, because it's a job. If it was fun, they literally would not pay you to come. They wouldn't ask you to come here and do work if it was always fun, and we wouldn't have to pay you. You would want to come. Guess what? It's gonna suck somewhere else. So you're exactly right with that. Like choose your heart. Listen, you gotta put forth the effort to make sure you're setting yourself up for the right moves ahead of time. Well, Not just jumping and hoping you're going to make it. Lots of times, people only base their decisions based on what's good for them. No, you also have, what about other people? So what if you have a family and kids and a wife or whatever? Yeah, how does that affect them? Yeah. You know? So, I mean, you see people making manic decisions, and it's just like, you know, it's almost like common sense is a damn superpower. It's freaking crazy. Well, not only that, but negativity is its contagious, first off. You know, people that have that, that negative mindset that everything, woe is me, everything's falling apart, my life's in shambles. If I'm around that person every day, then I start believing that. I'm starting like, oh, man, my fucking life is just as bad. Like, this is where positivity spreads positivity. Negativity will also do the same. So that's why it's not only just for yourself, but have that positivity for the people around you, for your loved ones. If they see that you're positive, especially someone like you and you and your situation with that wheelchair, they're like, this fucking guy's positive all the time. I have no reason to be negative. You know, if he's, if he's that positive, so am I. And that is where I think the, um, the big change in the mental health comes in is you got to believe who you are. You got to believe in yourself. You got to believe yeah. strongly about yourself. Yeah. But you also have to love yourself first. I think that comes with it though, doesn't it? Being uh, to, able to believe does, in yourself does, and love yourself. To some extent, but I mean, you see a lot of people that are unhappy with themselves, yeah. but it's like, here's the deal. You have, you hold the remote control to the TV, change the channel. Change the channel. And if it doesn't work, get up and change the damn thing or shut it off. Yeah. You know? So you have people that are just, just like that. There is a guy now. He's a, he's an influencer. He's a motivational speaker. He used to be a UFC fighter. The last name's a T, I think. He does a lot of like different speeches online. And he just said the other day, I don't believe in depression. I believe in taking control of your life. And if I'm depressed, something in my life has caused that depression. So he's like, change that part of your life and you change your depression. Now, with that being said, 
I think there are severe depression problems that some people just can't fix. He said but a lot of times depression can be fixed by simply changing the lifestyle. Look at your look at how you're living, look at what you eat, you know, how what what are you doing? Are you one of these people that just wake up in the morning, go sit down on the couch, eat a bunch of shit food and just watch TV and just feel bad for yourself? Because that's the case, of course you have depression. Get your ass up, go exercise, put better shit shit in your system, and then see how you feel. And I'm like, you know what, he's not exactly wrong here. Um, I do believe that depression exists because obviously people see it every day and I've gone through it. Everybody goes through it. But it's also a there's a lifestyle factor involved there. So if you're if you're living a life that is gonna breed depression, it's not gonna get better. The only way to get better is to kind of channel where that's coming from and attack it. So if if possible. You know, some people obviously have a deep rooted depression problem in their head that you know, nothing's going to fix it because it's just how it sits. Right, and sometimes, sometimes that's trauma based. Correct. You know, so and more often than not, that it is. But still, I mean, you got to want to do better for yourself. You know, you, you'll be stuck there. I mean, literally, the time that I wasted being miserable and being depressed, I forfeited those years of my life. I'd like to have them how long, back. How long did you get through that for? Probably two years. Two years. Yep. And that was a long two years. That, that's that was, more like recovery. You were recovering at those two years, too. Right? Yep. And that's so, seven I was, days you could have back. So you had nothing to sit around and, and think, my God, my life had just took an alter, you know. Dude, my changed. life was a country song. I lost my body. You know, I lost the person that I was seeing. I lost everything. No reason. She just got up and left, huh? Gave I, you a reason or anything? Uh, Do you guys still talk? No. 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 Um... We can move on from that. I was just curious. Uh, no, we're, I mean, that's just one of the things she wanted out. And that was an easy way out. So, but it's like. The hardest time of your life, too. I know. And I didn't, but it's like, I didn't pick this. Correct. You know, but. but at the same time, it, and I hate to say this because it's. You see somebody's. Lousy, but. You see somebody's true colors. You find out people's you. true colors and. If I could go back, so, like, other times people will say to me, like, oh, man, I, you're so inspirational. You lost all this weight. You came and you did all this stuff. And to me, I'm like, okay, well, I, I would have been really inspirational if my fat ass wouldn't have just stopped eating a while ago and I wouldn't have had to do all this. You know what I mean? That would have made more sense. But it makes you who you are. You know, so the trials and tribulations that you go through add to your literal just but, unbreakable mindset. But, Josh, that's my point where you chose your heart. Yeah. You're like... This is hard. This sucks. But that's hard, too. But, you know, I actually kind of like that hard after I got into it. And there you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, for what it means, I'm proud of everything you've accomplished. Because, like I said, I mean, to do that, you're looking at, what is it? One pound is 3,500 calories? 3,500 calories, yes, sir. So, how many calories did you have to... Not let, let's, let's <laughs> this is a good point. Let's no, see, that's no, actually pretty no, smart. Get get the math. Hold on, I'm on it. You know what I mean? Like, do the math. How many how many how many pounds you down? 150 uh, almost. It's like 135, yeah. 135. So multiply that by 3,500. 3, oh god. Come on. You know I was a marine. Yeah, I was gonna say this is gonna be embarrassing. I'm gonna I'll go ahead and do the math real I quick. Got it. You got your phone. Mine's yeah. recording. I'm where? Let's see if I'm faster than your computer. Well, I don't remember what the numbers were. 135 times what? 3,500. 472,500. So you burnt a half million calories. That sounds about right. 
Think about that, though. I mean, no, you put that, no, think if about you it. Put that in perspective. Okay. That's a shit ton of calories. Let's okay. put that on the table. Let's see what that looks like. That would be like taking. That'd be like taking a, a wad of money and being like, "This is what a million dollars looks like." Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I think you would be thoroughly impressed. Be like, "Holy shit!" Like, you could probably halfway fill this room. There are these two brothers. They just put a vi- they put a video out here a few, about a year or so ago, and the guy said. It was all jelly beans. They took months to create this video. They took all the jelly beans. They said, average, this is an average lifespan, 85 years. Every single jelly bean represents one day of your life. So they had every jelly bean to represent 85 years worth of life. And they said, so, many, so much time is for sleeping. They took all those jelly beans. This is your sleeping time. These jelly beans are for work, for your 20 or 30 years of work. These jelly beans are for um, what you do in the bathroom. These ones are for prepping for food. And then, like, it dwindles it down. And so at the end, you have this little pile of jelly beans. They said, this is your life. This, this is what you have in yeah. your free time. Yeah. How do you want to spend your free time? Because this is, all, this is all the days you have. And it wasn't much. And you're like, holy shit. When you see it like that, you're like, Wife and kids my God. and those you love. That's right. Yep. But the, the other one they had was, and I think this one's pretty popular, guy takes a jar out, puts all these golf balls in it. He holds it out to the class. Is it full? And they're like, yep. Yeah. He goes, hold on. Goes out and gets like little pebbles, dumps all the pebbles in, fills in the gaps. He's like, "Is it full now?" They're like, "Yeah." He goes, "Hold on." Takes sand and puts sand in it. And they're like, "How about now?" People are like, "Holy shit!" He said, "This is what you have to understand about life: the big, the balls and everything. That's that's your that's your main focus. That's your life. That's your your wife, your kids, your passions. And then you have like the small pebbles. That's like your cars and the things you own, the things you work for. And then the sand is all the small shit." He said, "How do you want to fill this jar?" You can fill with all the small shit and have no room for anything else. He's like, or you put the big things in, concentrate on that, and everything else just filters in. And that was a pretty good analogy when you see things like that about that's how life is supposed to be. Puts things, what's important. puts things into perspective. Yeah. My dad did something similar to, with me with a tape measure. He put it out to 80 inches, something like that. And he said, I was 23, I think. 22, 23. And he's like, you're already right here. He goes, I'm right here. And yeah, that's like, true. it was a visual thing that it's like, once I actually saw it, I'm like, he's right. Exactly. And like I said, he's always told me, enjoy the moment. And like I said, that's some, some, some of the stuff that is stuck in my head, you know, and that's. And unfortunately, even as we're talking and people are listening, until people go through, unfortunately, people go through tragedy, they don't really get the real chance to appreciate life because they've never had, yeah. and I hope they never do, but when you go through tragedy, I think is when you really start appreciating life. That's when you really start seeing things as, okay, I know it's now important in my life and what isn't important. You know, you ultimately stop and smell the roses. Yes. Because, like I said, I mean, there was twice in my life where I thought for sure I was dead. Yeah. I'm going to die. Like that, just... I'm going to die. And, you know, just, I I honestly just try to reflect and just be like, you know what? You need to put big golf balls in your jar. So don't worry about the little shit in life. Life goes through. And like I said, everything changes. But you know what? Be yourself. Remain consistent. Stay humble. Do you have, do you have a, I'm sorry, Jolly, let me cut you off, go ahead. 
So, I mean, you've been through some serious shit compared to average people, mm-hmm. right? You know, and, like, the three of us in this room, like, I'll be honest, for me, the podcast has kind of turned into something that I thoroughly look forward to and enjoy weekly. Yeah, we all do. Because this is almost like like the guys... So my grandfather used to have a garage in town, okay? And he, my, my uncle still runs it. But there used to be this group of people, right, that they called the loafers. And the loafers used to go in there every day for hours and hours and hours, sit there, eat day-old donuts, and drink coffee. And when I was a little kid, I was able to see that. And I I remember, like, still to this day, you would walk in and there would be, like, the biggest variety of people ever. Kind of like the people at the gym, you know? But every day they would just meet and talk for a little bit, and then they would all just sort of disperse around lunchtime and go back to their lives. It never really sunk into me that, like, the amount of mental health and clarity that that probably gave all of those gentlemen every day to just be able to go in, sit, like, at the barber shop or wherever. They would just go to a garage, hey. and they just hung out. We're like, this, these guys, the guy talks that we get to have, and ladies, when they get to be on here as well, um, really helps clear at least my head, you know what I mean, and gets information out there, tries to help other people. I think that that part of it is just huge and being able to actually have conversations with people that are going through things and doing things and hearing from other people that are inspirational is fantastic. I saw a thing on Facebook the other day. There was a guy, it was at a, I'm into old, old school pinstriping. I love that stuff. But there was a guy that has a tattoo shop and he's like, hey, we're going to do, we do, what did he call it? Bros night fr- every Friday night at seven o'clock. They close the tattoo shop at seven, but it, from seven o'clock to 10 o'clock, any guys from the area, it doesn't matter what you're into, whatever, their door's open. You come in, you sit down, you have a bottle of water, and they just talk. They just shoot the shit. And unfortunately, like this that new group generation, of people, yeah, the new generation doesn't do that much because everybody's on their damn phones and, you know, but you miss that real face-to-face conversation. That's, I think, what we, we have that little bit of a gap in here. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask you about, I'm sorry, go ahead. I mean, whenever it's face-to-face, it becomes personal. It does. You know, because you have your key, keyboard warriors that can say whatever and hide behind their phone. It's like... Yeah, Listen, that was me. And, and, listen, Angie's made fun of me. She's like, who'd you start a fight with today on Facebook? I literally, I literally stopped. It, it's hard for me to look and read something and go, you motherfucker. And I want to say something, but now I'm like... What did I tell just you the keep one going. Night? I'm like, listen, you're literally wasting your time I on am. somebody that wants to get a rise oh, out of you. Everybody's like, why waste your... My effort is... I spend my effort on people that I can talk to face-to-face. Yeah. You, know, you, you, my wife, everybody said, Scott, stop doing it. And you know what? It was fucking my head up because I was almost waking up waiting to see what the response was. So I like... Let's say it was Josh, and I'd pick a fight with him on Facebook. So I'd wait like an hour, and I'd pick up my phone, like, what did he say? What did he say? Yeah. And I'm thinking... And then finally, my, my aha moment was... This guy's sucking just, my life out. Right yeah, he's now. sucking he's, my life he out. Win, being, he's winning. I'm every being baited right now by these people that have zero effect in my life other than this Facebook post. So I was like, I have to stop. Missy was like, you need to stop. Like, do your business on it. Like, that mine's more business. Than, now I still have like family stuff I put on, but if there's something negative, I kind of bite my tongue, I scroll, or if it's somebody that's like, is, is habitual to put negative shit, I just unfollow them. I just wish there was I a dislike button that we could push. So, like, if you, you know how sometimes you get the thing to come up and say, oh, we've noticed you've been liking these pictures. Would you like to see more of this? After you dislike somebody's shit three times, there should be a button that comes up and is like, oh, you're really annoyed with this person. Yeah. Would you like to tell them to fuck off and stop looking at their shit? Yes, I would. Click okay. and goodbye. Be done. Like, <laughs> you know, there was something that was, I read one time, it's, it was about your own emotions. Yes. And you're in control of your own emotions. So... The, the man said, somebody pissed me off. No, they didn't piss me off. They did something, and I chose to be pissed off. Right. 
So you can either make that choice to be like, yeah, you ain't gonna bother me. Screw them. Or it can piss you off. Yep. So, yeah, so like, I don't even choose to be mad. Yep. The world is not our job to have to be careful what we say because of someone might be offended. It is your job to control your emotions. And if I say that you offend, be a man and say, hey, listen, I'm not into that. Cool. But if I triggered a response, that's your problem. There, if you have an emotional outburst because something was said that you didn't like, your job is to control it. Now, I think there's a, there's a limit if I say something completely disrespectful. That's a bit different. But let's say we have something we disagree on. We can disagree. But if you have an emotional outburst over that disagreement, that's something you have to handle, not me. I, I just have to walk on eggshells because I'm afraid of offending every little well, thing this, I say. Our generation right now, the, the, the world itself needs to take a step back. You know what I mean? We're, we went from not having any information to now we live in information overload. To where if I don't know what the letters were that caused your injury, I can stop what I'm doing, pull it up on my phone, and know everything I could possibly need to know about that in seconds. You know, whereas put your fucking phone away and ask someone a question. You're going to learn more by ignoring that nonsense and actually having a conversation. You're going to understand how to, to read people. Kids nowadays can't even have conversations. Like, it's, it's embarrassing. Very true. It's sad. And Dude. It's just getting worse. Dude, I was at the store the other day. I had to help the cashier count change. <laughs> oh God, yeah, that's that's a shame. Like, what ha- what what happens is people are now taught what to think, not how to think for themselves, and that's a problem. Bingo. Yeah. And here's the deal: I'm sorry, you might have liberal people out there, but you know what? That's college. You have these liberal professors telling people what to think, young people what to think. Not how to think. It even goes back for it. goes into high school. So I have two teenagers. Well, my one just graduated. And I have another one in. I, I'll never forget my my oldest boy when he was in school. Um, one of the teachers brought up a debate that they wanted to talk about politics. Well, Aiden was on the conservative side, I guess you could say, right? And the teacher was hundred percent liberal. She threw him out of class because he supported views that weren't hers. And I'm like, you can't. We ended up having to talk to the school and. I said, you can't bring a subject up like that and be biased about it. If you're going to open that subject up, you have to be open to everybody's views. And it was, too, I'm like, this is bad. So it's just, I think it's everywhere in the world. And unfortunately, you know, it's going to be like this for a while until we, it's like that whole saying goes, soft, soft times and soft men, you know. Eventually that's all going to break and you're going to have to create the, the hard men to create hard times and, just we're in hard times. Hard men will come out of it, and hopefully we get better, and then in our future, okay. gener- and the future generations gets you know better. But not to be negative, but I'm not going to hold my breath. I mean, we still have people in their safe place over the election, yeah. and I'm sorry, 99.99 percent doesn't affect you at all. What you do in your own household affects you. Yeah. So. And that's why I don't I don't follow politics because we talk about mindset. That's a negative environment for me. That's a trigger for me, and I know it. I don't like politics. I try not to talk about it because, first off. We can't fix it. You can. Everybody says, oh, you can fix it and you can take a stand. That's all well, good in theory. How many people are out there taking a stand right now and nothing's getting fixed? I mean... But, Scott, how many people are getting poisoned, too? That's right. That's true. You know, it's... You know, sometimes... It's so tough. Sometimes, sometimes people need a taste of whatever they laced your drink with. Yep. You know? And... 100% true. I mean, that's what we're dealing with right now. And it's not good. It's not pretty. It's not. But... Pulling back into you a little bit, your support channels to during all this um, with the AVM and everything. 
who was your who was your support channel? Who did you have? My dad's my dad's my rock. Yeah. My dad's my he's my best friend and he's my rock and um he, he's the hand that pulls you up. Yep. That's pretty awesome. Yep. And like I said, I've worked for him for all my life. I don't ever remember us having a single argument, not one. And that's who you still work for currently. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's pretty awesome. Yep. And I mean that was... I could imagine what he had to go through to watch his son deal with what you had to deal with. I couldn't do it. I don't know if I could so do that. how strong he has to be. Well, there's some other things about his life that are rather personal, and I don't know how he does it. I mean, um, you know, he's... My family's been through a lot. Yeah. And, you know, I, I even look at my own stepmom for inspiration because she... Um, she had some serious things happen and you want to talk about like PTSD you look it up I mean that, that's her yeah, yeah. Uh, the church shooting in Hollidaysburg in 2012 that was my family Geist uh, Bill Geist and everybody so Bill Bill dated my sister I knew Bill very very well um, it would have been December 21st, mm-hmm. 2012. It was the day my son was born. Yep. And, um, yeah, and like I said, my stepmom had her sister murdered right in front of her. Oh, Guy came into our church, and they were decorating for a kid's, for a kid's um, Christmas party. And that's when he, yep. remember, I remember him went into that yep. church, and then yep. Bill was running that day, and he got in the crossfires. Yep. And like I said, I mean... You know, my family's been through a lot, and the only thing that I have that I really value is them. It's my family and my friends, the people who love me, you know, and like I said, my dad is my rock, and like I said, I don't know how he watched me and took that on as well, and runs a company. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. You have a strong father, a very strong father. Good for you. You know, that's one thing. Like I said, you you asked, and that's that is the way that it is. So yeah. he um, he has my back. So so that's you know, hate to see him go through, but that's probably where you got your strength from. You know, is obviously he's so strong. Deal he dealt with, and he didn't pick it. He didn't choose that's it. Right. He just chose how he handled it. He chose how to roll with that punch. Yep. That's what he chose. Mm-hmm. Man. All right. Well, that was a hell of a good episode. Anything else we need to? Uh, you like to ask or anything you want to add, Luke? Yeah. Feel free. Yeah, if anybody out there is in my situation or that I can help them, contact me. Okay. And how do they contact you, Luke? I'll give you my phone number. It's 814-207-3472. They can call me, text me. I'd help anything. That's pretty awesome. Anything for anybody, anytime. You're also on Instagram at? Uh... I think just under Luke Gans, yeah. Yeah, same on Facebook yeah. or whatever. Yep. If I can help you, damn it, I'm going to. Yeah, you will too. You yeah. are a good man, that is for sure. Just just before we kinda conclude, um, I can still remember like the first couple weeks of me coming to the gym. Um, you know, I was coming to the gym with my, my buddy Quentin. Um, and I can still remember like the first couple interactions that I had with you with you. You know what I mean? Like, I'm walking over to, like, hang out my stuff at the end of my workout. I'm, like, drenched with sweat. I um, had no idea what I was doing. Probably doing all of the exercises wrong anyhow. But, like, I, I remember walking over to, like, get my stuff. And I, like, sat down at one point And 
just kind of like reevaluated life decisions. And when I looked up, Luke was there, and Luke's like, getting it in tonight? You know, and I'm like, yeah. And it was almost like that was one of those moments where I can remember where I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. I mean, this is like, this is really, this is really lame. And like, I kind of even think I probably sat there hoping somebody would be like, hey man, how, how's it going tonight? You know what I mean? And like, you just kind of showed up out of the blue and we're just like, hey man, just keep crushing it. You know what I mean? And like, just, he like wheels away and I'm sitting there and I'm like, get off your fat ass and go crush it because everybody else that's here, they don't, they don't sit down. They're not taking a break. They're not calling this quits, you know? And like, I, I respect yourself and a lot of other people. Um, I would not have stuck with it if it wasn't for this community. I, I know that in myself for a fact, you know, and I was almost to the point where there's times I remember back and I'm like, shit, if I quit now, I'm not going to get to run into these people that I like anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I got to go in there and do this because... Isn't that crazy? Sometimes yeah. you come to the gym to see your friends. Honestly, not even about the workouts, well, about the Scott, this is the what people. I do. This is what I do socially. I mean, it's yeah. it's rare that I go out, but, I mean, my friends are here. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, and sometimes you got to make sure that your friends are similar to you because yep. you will end up like them. Listen, there, oh, that's so funny you said that. Go ahead, I'm sorry. There was a even a study that was done, and it said... Um, your top 10 best friends, your income will be within 10% of theirs. I've, I've heard that before. That's true. Yep. Um, yeah. Me and Josh just texting yesterday, and I said, this is why I come to the gym, because they're like-minded people in here. Most of the people who come in here, we all Bingo. think alike. Bingo. We, we, we think alike. We have, I mean, we have, we might have different viewpoints and different things, but ultimately, we have the same kind of mentality to come in here, and this is why I think more than just working out and training, it's, it's socially, I'm, I'm around people I feel comfortable with. Well, that and it makes you happy because everybody has a, has common goals and everybody is always, oh, I don't want to go to the gym because there's a gym click, blah, blah, blah. You know what? Lifters, they don't care. Yeah, real, real gym real, people real, don't give a shit. No, they ain't going to look at you. They don't freaking care. You talk to everybody, but, Tom talks to everybody, Derek, me, him, like, here, here, we here's the thing. Everybody. Lots of times the biggest guys in the weight room are the nicest, nicest guys. guys. Yes, they are. And people are intimidated by that. It's like... No, it's a person with a beating heart, you know, with a thinking mind, you know, it, and most of the time they know how they started and they're humble about it yes. and they will help you. Did I tell you the story that one day, um, I know we are getting right in, but one, there's, no, there's no need to. Um, there was a young kid that came in here, um, just started working on it, kind of been here maybe a day or two. I had a client and I remember seeing him in the mirror and he was struggling. Like he wasn't sure. You could tell he was just a little bit of anxiety filled because he was in a new gym. He's in the middle of the, I call that the... Uh, you're sitting in the middle of the uh, jungle over there where the benches and dumbbells are at. He's sitting there. All these big dudes are around him. Finally, one of the big guys out here. And he's he's very quiet, very reserved, very nice guy. He walked over and said, hey, can I help you? And the guy was like, you just saw the relief of his face. He's like, oh, my God, yeah. He's like, I, I don't know. I, I'm trying to do this. I want to build my shoulders, but I'm not sure what I'm doing. This guy spent 15 minutes of his day during his workout to help this kid. Cut his workout short to help this kid. I'm like, that's what it's about right there. That kid took time out of his out of his schedule, out of his time for himself to help this new guy. Then I then I felt about him like I probably should have done that being home, one of the trainers here. But yeah, I, yeah, he is like a person. But trainer. I did have a client that is also paying for my time, so I you know what I mean? But yeah. it's um I know, but I mean there's definitely I I mean definitely you you can go go do that with a client. Yeah. I mean seriously, if anything, don't let the kid get hurt. Right. That's so but that's one nice thing about the atmosphere here is most of the people are like-minded. And lots of times, if I just see him just do a 
a good set, good set. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, hey. yeah. Well, I thought it was pretty cool about you is you're really good at breaking ice about it. So you'll know when people feel maybe not uncomfortable, but you can tell that they're like, uh, what I say? Because you said it to me the one day. You're like, hey, I think I had a client running. And you're like, you better step it up before I catch you. And I was like, that's pretty awesome. I think Vanessa was running. She was doing laps. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're like, you better hurry up or I'm gonna I'm gonna come catch it. I'm like. You know, that's pretty awesome that you can say that, kind of help break the ice. People feel comfortable with that, you know what I mean? And that was kind of cool. I was like, hey, that was pretty... You know, you know what I mean? It was, like I said, it's always clicky, but I'm telling you, you know, the people that are so worried about it, it's not what you think that it is. Right. You know, it's, it's not that. And like I said, there's been many times where I've scrapped my own workout to go help somebody else. And it just, that's what it's about. So what happens is you, you pass the torch. Yep. So, because you and because yourself, Derek, Kyle, Grant, you know, all of those guys sort of every day, whether knowingly doing it or not, did that stuff for me. Murph this year, right? So, like, Nick is out there. Nick's first time coming to the gym. He chose to come for Murph, which was a terrible idea. Bad move on your part, Nick. But we get almost done with, like, he's on his last lap and he's like, he was hurt. And I'm like, Let's go. And I went out and ran with him. I didn't even run a whole lap of my own, like, the, the, the run the whole time, but I went out and did it with him. And I'm like, come on, let's go. And Scott comes, and we all run with him. Like, that kind of stuff just was, like, bred into me to be like, this is what you need to do because other people are going to feel the same way you are. And it's that's literally why I'm here. That's why I'm sitting in this chair. That's why I do this podcast and why I'm a part of things with you is because you guys instilled that into me. And... I want other people to hey, feel the way I did. You know, that's why I gave my number on the air because, quite frankly, if I can help you, I will. That's right. Yep. You know, so, yeah, that's that's never an issue. So, you're that, one that's, of the most inspirational men we've ever I've ever seen. Honestly, I like the way you think. I like the way you act. You but that's what life's well. about, man. That's what life's about because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you have or what you do or what your job or what you drive. It's about how you treat other people. Yeah. And if you can't pass that torch, you failed as a human. I agree. Yep. We just so. got to learn. We got to leave this world better than we found it. And yep. In order to do that, we have to change how we treat each other. I mean, that that's begins there. What's more important than the vehicle you were driving when you're sitting in that funeral home than the right. people that are there to see? Right, right. So my materials are important. All right. Certain so. ones. Now, these new running shoes I got. Yeah. Well, hey. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think I need to buy a pair of suits? See if I can run a little bit faster? Oh, what man. Happens? No, but listen, I still, he went up the rope and I can't go up the rope yet. It's pretty so. impressive. So but he's, maybe yeah. I have to get a video. Next time you come in here and you're feeling good, maybe you catch a video of going through right. that rope. That was pretty cool. Wait, I, dude, I still remember the first time I met him. It's and just I was kind watching of sh- him do dips with his wheelchair and yeah. I'm like I can't do dips yeah. I can't do dips yeah. period do dips. that guy's wow like, I, I had a 65 pound dumbbell on my lap too yeah yeah, yeah I've seen that many times that but that's what people need sometimes people need that inspiration and it's not it's it's nice that this gym has the positivity flowing through it I mean I've luckily for myself never been to a gym where I felt like it was negative but I mean my limited stint at Planet Fitness no offense to them just wasn't what I was looking for. I needed to some other people to feed off of. Yeah. You know, iron like, sharpens iron, dude. Yeah. Iron sharpens iron. Always. In the gym business, honestly, the so I mean, obviously the facility itself draws people. But when you get here, the people in it is what draws more people. So you start a facility, like Angie Ray started this facility, very nice, 
put everything you need into it, and that naturally gravitated people here. And when they did, the people here are what is one of the contributing factors of why more people come because they're like, wow, the atmosphere over there is amazing. Hey, and you hear it all the time. It's just like a church, man. Whenever you have a good pastor with a good message, they have a good kids program, it's going to grow. That congregation is going to be huge. And, and here's the thing. The people are the church, and the people here are the gym. The actual gym is just a building. That's right. You know, so, you know, people people are here, and they're here to, to help you be a better you. And like I said, it's kind of disturbing the fact that people are so intimidated to even get started just because they're they're worried, they're scared of what other people think. Fuck that. I don't care what other people think. I get judged all the time. Matter, matter of fact, I mean, there's been times where I've asked somebody out and they judge me and they think, no, he's not a chair. No, I'm good. It's like on to the next. That's right. Good, so, for, you. good for you. That's the way to be too. And... Listen, you're not. It's not that you're losing; they're losing, and well, that's what you got to think. Of. You got to, you got to judge it. You got to at least read the back of the book. You can't judge a book by its cover. Right. I mean, at least you know, check it out. But I mean, and then same. Yeah. Yep. It's but but that's walk. that's how shallow but at the end people of the day, are. Very shallow. At people. the end of the day, it's for the best for all of us that that's how that person was, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Because if if that's their thought process now on day one, that's perfect. I don't need to be. I'm, I don't even want to know what you're like on you day ten. You know what I mean? Yes. Like that works for me. Thank you because yep. you're, you're saving me a headache later. Because save me time and you save me money. That's yep. right. Thank you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because I don't want to have to be buying stuff for somebody that's a piece of shit. Yeah, let's be real honest. Yes, you know. But yeah, all right. So before we end every show, we try to ask um, all of our guests for a quote. Hate to put you on the on spot, but oh yeah, we gotta do our quick five. So before we do our quick five. Do you have any do you have any quotes you want to give us or do you want to think about it and we'll ask you a quick five? You know, like I said, if somebody somebody wants to take something from this, they need to enjoy the moment. They need to enjoy their life. Enjoy the moment. Yep. So like I said, I mean I gotta start prepping this out by the way. Yeah. You're getting behind. Yeah, I'm gonna do that tonight. Enjoy the moment. Yep. I'm also gonna put in you pick you pick your heart. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I like that a lot. I'm gonna I'm gonna use that for you if you don't mind. Yep. That'll be but, Scott, I wasn't given a choice. Unfortunately, you weren't. Nope. But you were given the... You weren't given a choice, but you chose how to respond to it. And that's what... Well, like I told you, I had I had three options, and I had to take two of them off the table. Good for you. You, 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 you eliminated the nuclear option, and you took the option of growth. Yep. Like, I learned and grow from this, and nothing will beat me. Right. That That is a mindset that... That's so hard for a lot of people to have so however you developed it however you got it was ingrained into you whether it was instilled in you as, as a young kid that is why you're where you're at today and as strong as you are and as positive as you are you know it's never too late and I'm telling you like I said this is the second time that I had to start over you might have to start over in life but you know what sometimes starting over in life can lead to places you've never thought you'd ever imagine yeah. same thing even relationally you know sometimes if one door closes you know another one opens that's right so, you know, people people miss that, and they they yeah. get they get caught up, and they're out of touch. Yeah. So. And that's how life life can be. All right. So we got quick five questions. So these we ask. I have five questions. They're just quick, right off the top of your head, kind of fun little questions. So, if you have to pick chicken or steak, which would you rather eat? Steak. Oh yeah. Uh, what would be your favorite lift? 
legs, but I'm screwed there. I knew you were going to say squats. I knew you were going to say squats. I was like, this is going to be good because I knew you were going to come up with something smart ass. Nah, uh, you know, I like me some back day. I like some arm day. Yeah. Yep. Shoulders, do do? Sh- shoulders are kind of redundant, but I mean, so back day it is. Besides your arms, I figured dude, your arm I, day. I, dude, I just like to show up and train. You do whatever it takes. Uh, dude, whatever day it falls. Like so, um, so the best advice you were ever given. Be honest. I like that. Nice and simple. Um, I'm gonna skip that one because we don't. Do you, what do you do for cardio? Do you do cardio at all? Work out faster. <laughs> that's, 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 I like to lift weights, <laughs> but faster. Yeah, yes. I just, I've actually heard that before. People are like, cardio. I just lift weights faster. Mario and I. Mario and I termed this new thing. We call it Brodeo, where we we we, we do we'll just do supersets and we consider that our cardio. I'm like boom. I mean, yeah. like, it works. Yeah. Do you, uh, obviously I, we're drinking rain here. Do you work out caffeinated or uncaffeinated? Well, I mean, Scott, I had an AFib attack quite a f- just a couple months ago, and oh, did you? I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't pull that over. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but no, it was pre-workout, and yeah, Eric found me on the couch at the summit, just like. So, for all you young kids out there listening... No pre-workout. The shit, stop the goddamn mass amounts of pre-workout. Yep. You don't need it. You're young. I did it. You're I that did. tired, get more sleep. I did, I did two scoops on an empty stomach, and I paid the price. Oh, my God. And here's the thing. I've done it a million times. I don't know why this time was different, but it was. I hear people all the time talking about... You know how much pre-workout takes, especially young kids. It drives me nuts to hear these... Scott, I was nearly unresponsive. Kids. That's unbelievable. Two scoops... Was it? What was it? Do you know? Mm, I am God. I oh my God! And it's not just the caffeine. What people don't realize is it's more than just the caffeine. It's a stimulants. It's everything else. Yeah. All that the combination of all the stimulants you put in there is just so hard on the body. Well, I was trying to get us some free rain by having us all drink rain in the podcast. Now, yeah, and people, now, anybody <laughs> knows, people know that I drink caffeine, but um, I'm actually very concerned. I'm, I'm These are actually pretty good, man. They are good. So I sticked about one. If I work out, it's 300 milligrams. 400 milligrams or less in a day um, for an adult now is what they say is is normal. Um, I try not to stay. I try to stay away from like the pre workouts and shit. Rain, uh, I don't know. I'm not gonna tell you it's good because it's not. It's not good for you. But of all the ones, it's probably the lesser of, of the energy drinks. Well, there are our chances of getting any cases of free rain. <laughs> hey. I mean, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest with you. I mean, yeah. I'm not trying. To... I'd rather have people with healthy hearts. Yeah, right. same. So, but now I listen. I'm watching kids come here, 15 years old, coming in here and, and sucking down one of them. Adding, I watch a kid have a bang, and he took a dry oh, scoop. Yeah. He dry scoop pre workout, chase it with a bang, and I went, "Dear God, like this kid, he, he could have been more than 15 years old." I'm like. Scott, I've done what it. What is he doing? I've done it where I'm surprised you guys didn't scrape me off the ceiling. It's insane, isn't it? So. Yeah, for, I think you were the first person I ever witnessed dry scoop. And I was like, oh, who hurt him? Like, <laughs> why would you want to do that? If people really need... So a lot of times it's a fixation. I know with me, I like to always have a drink in my hand. So I actually bought myself a gallon water jug now, that obnoxiously large gallon jug that I have. I put a couple scoops of BCAs in it, right? I mix it. I drink that through the day. It helps with sustained energy, and it's a little, it's a lot better for you. There's no caffeine. I'm getting my water for the day. I'm getting the BCAs for the day. I might add some creatine in it. Um, but there's better ways, better choices. So, all right, that's my rant. I'm done. Go ahead. 
We're probably not done. Uh, we've, I've heard this before. Hey, dude. You got me on a subject I'm passionate about. I'll go crazy on it. Heavyweights or high reps? Both. Both. Ooh. Because okay. he's a smart trainer. That's what both. he does. He's both. smart. That's what you got to do both. So when you're going into your nutrition, do you do um, like intermittent fasting at all? Do you count macros? Do you count calories? I've actually weighed my stuff, and I've done it for so long that I can mentally t- tell you exactly, okay, this piece of chicken, it's five ounces. And you can go weigh it, and it's 5.2. Like, it's just, I, I've done it for so Just long, you know what it looks like. Yep. That'd be like, that'd be like you looking at, at a car or something. Right. Like, you hear the engine knocking, you you just yeah, know. Right. Yep. So, like I said, that's why I said, w- with you at half million calorie deficit, what would that look like? <laughs> huge. Yeah. It's huge. So, any advice for new lifters or new people coming to the gym? Yeah, get into it. And here's the thing. Don't be afraid to ask for help because I'm telling you, most of the time, the big guys, they will help you. Yeah. They're nice guys. Well, they want to pass that knowledge on too. A lot of guys are just chopping for the bit to somebody to ask them because they want them to know, hey, listen, this is what I've learned. Yeah. People like to pass on knowledge. There's been many times where I'm like, hey, you want to work in with me? Right. I'll show you. Don't matter to me. So... Yeah, yeah well, you can use that rest time, guys. <laughs> exactly. While I'm taking my 30 seconds rest, I'll help you. That's no problem. So, you know, I, like I said, I know that it's clicky. I know that there's a, a thing out there and people were like, oh, you know, I, I just can't get into It's not like that. It's yeah. Especially here. It's not like that here. It's definitely not like that here. We keep talking about, like, that Joey Swole guy, right? Yeah. And I think we're kind of, do you know who he is? No. So you, if you're if on Instagram or on Facebook, I talk about him every podcast. I absolutely adore the way this guy does what he does. So TikTok videos, they can do like those duets. Yeah. So the one that got me started on him, there's this guy walking across. He's walking out from a Planet Fitness at a crosswalk. And a yeah. person stopped at the, at the stop sign. And they wave this guy to come across. Well, when they do, they pull out their phone. And they videotape this guy walking across. Now, the guy's older, overweight. He's got compression socks on, you know. He's, like, carrying a, a gym bag, and he's got, like, an energy drink or something in his hand. But he obviously was a little bit overweight, and he looked like he needed to be at the gym is what this person was trying to say. So this person videotapes that, and he's, they're like, this is why we don't go to Planet Fitness. So this Joey Swole guy gets on there and just, like, does the half-screen duet and destroys this person. He goes after all the negative, like, like bad I, I, I think I know who you're talking about. He's really cool. Uh, typically wears a hat. Has it? Yeah. Half the time it's backwards. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yep. I know exactly who you're talking. You know, about. but but just just says what needs to be said. Okay, well, listen. He the time. time. Even even the he had one with a girl swimming, and a yeah, guy the guy, a guy was doing laps, and he happened to look over, and all he did was glance, changed directions, and kept swimming. Yeah, and, and then the my, woman's my, like, "This is why I don't like coming here because all we get we yeah. get all these stares." Yes. No, that's not what happened. Right. You know, but now you're going to go on there and you're going to talk about this person. You're going to say this person's a predator. You're going to label that person as as such. He's got a job. He's got a family. He's got kids. You're jeopardizing everything about this person. He has grandkids and he didn't even look at you. Right. right. Because you wanted to get attention on social media. Right. You know, so I try to bring him up on every podcast that we have because I think that that kind of mentality is what we need to spread here, just like we are doing with this stuff. It is here. But it is here. Yeah. It, I, I it is like, here. I feel like he would be, like, this place would be very at home for, for that, that mindset. And I can yeah, tell people, anybody out there, I'll tell you from, from my lane, from a trainer, from anybody else, 
a lot of times we're staring at somebody probably because we're either saying, hey, they're going to hurt themselves by doing that, or we're like, wow, that's really good form. And they might be impressed by either the weight they're lifting, how they're lifting it. Um, a lot of, I, I know I look at people's movement, I'm like, wow, that's pretty impressive, or hey, that's really bad. I'm not checking you out. I'm probably going, hey, should I chase that or not? That's probably where we're at. So before you judge, maybe come over and say, hey, what's up? Yeah, I saw you staring at me, and I'll tell you what's on my mind. But let's not jump to conclusions here. Yeah, I, like I said, I mean, most of the people are good people. Yeah. And, I mean, you have girls out here that work out in sports bras. The actual lifters, they don't care. They don't care. We don't. People come in here to work on themselves. We're not worried about everybody else around us. I mean, it's... Hey, you know... Sometimes I come in here and I put my earbuds in and I don't say too much to anybody. Yep. And, you know, those are the days I'm fighting my demons. Okay. Those are the days when it means the world to you. There's somebody to just walk up and be like, yep. hey, I don't even need to say anything. You know, I know. Yep. It just, and that's... And that's what I think everybody knows. Those headphones, if I have headphones on or if he has headphones, I'm in my head. I'm in my zone. Let me go. I'm trying to get my work with me. I only have a few minutes a day anyways. But, and I don't want to be rude to people, but... And I'm learning, and here, if I see people with headphones in, I'm like you. I'll give you a quick pound on the way through. I'm not going to bug you. You're you're doing you right now. But I'm the same, I'm the same way. If I got my headphones in, I'm not in training mode. I'm not a personal trainer at that point. I'm working on me. This is my time. Say hi, whatever you need to. Well, not, I'm, I'm here to I'm live. I'm getting it in right now. Right, right now, i got to get on me. So I'm not being rude to you. If I have my headphones in, you're trying to talk, or you have a question about training, at that point, I'm not to be rude. Probably not going to help you right then and there. So I'll see you when I'm done working out. I'm glad to help you, but I I also need my time. I'm like everybody else trying to work kinks out. You know what I mean? So, all right. So that was pretty good. Great episode. So everybody out there listening, um, the Chimp and the Champ podcast, Spotify, iTunes, Castbox, Apple Music, Apple I believe Music, is still on yeah. there. Um, don't forget about Friday night at the bar if you're listening. Next Friday night at the bar, we're going to be doing some different things. We're going to talk a little about the podcast. There. I won't be there next Fortunately, Friday. I mean, unfortunately, Scott won't be there. <laughs> yeah. So the chimps challenge here at the gym. And uh, I, well, I guess yeah. uh, you'll be good. I'll be running things from that day on. So we'll see how things get. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, be It'll be a good time, but we're going to have some fun. So if you're somebody that listens to the podcast, please stop. Give Scott or I a fist bump on your way by so we know who it is. Working on merch, right? Yeah, we have uh, we have some shirts made. We're gonna have some shirts uh, out front actually after they're made. Um, they'll be I think they're twenty or twenty five dollars. I'll ask Ange. But purchase the shirt. Let us know that you support the cause. We now have a YouTube channel, so the Champ and the Champ YouTube channel. So our podcasts are on there. We have started a knowledge series. So we're gonna put some just quick six to ten minute videos of different techniques in a gym to help you know maybe answer any questions out there. Um, and then you can find me at Scott Fairball Fitness on Instagram or just Scott Fairball on Facebook. You can find Josh at that El Josh guy on Instagram and Josh Leitner on Facebook. And we can find Luke at yep, Luke Gamp on Facebook. I gave my phone number. If anybody needs help whatsoever, especially somebody that's in my position in a chair, I had to figure out everything on my own, I will help you. I will show you what I've learned so you don't have to learn it. That's pretty awesome. So, like I said, Gave my number out publicly. If you need me, call me, text me, Facebook message me, snap me, whatever. I don't care. I'll help you. That's awesome. Fantastic. Okay. Well, thank you guys for listening, and tune in again uh, next week. We should have Ian John. No, no, I'm sorry. Not next week, I won't be here. But the following week, we have We're still in March on our calendar. Our cyclothon teams of four. we figure that out. But, yeah, we have uh, our upcoming episodes. We're going to have sit down with Ange. We're going to sit down with Sydney Ross. 
We have um, Jeremy Claypool, Jordan Terry. We're going to bring them back on because they didn't really have a chance to have their one-on-one time. We kind of did them as a group. So we're going to bring some people back um, and really get into it. You have a couple guests coming. So yeah, we have a lot, to, a lot going on in the next few months. So thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch up next time. Till next time. Thanks, Luke. No problem.